Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. Count my nose, smoke up. I'm from California. Where you from? So what? I'm from California. California. This is Los Angeles. Where we going? Westward ho. Oh, it was every bit of Black Saturday. Oh, it was oh, it was so it was so Saturday blackness. And it started out it started out Friday night. It started out Friday night, man. Me and a wife went to a um we went to a marriage gathering, a game night, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my boy Bass and Janita. Uh, we had game night. And it was fun. And, and, and the games that we played were, uh, influenced by, um, Steph Curry and his wife. And it was dope. And it was dope. It was, it, it was, um, it was just one of those games where they, I guess we were trying to get a feel of if we would answer the same, if we, you know, how, how much do we know each other? And this is the thing. Don't let a game dictate. On, on how much you, you know your, or how much you should know, or what you don't know about your spouse. Uh, keep in mind that a lot of people don't, they don't share a lot of things outside of their house. So, you know what I mean? Like, that's just what it is. Some people are more protective of their marriage than others. You know, me and, me and Marcy, we don't share all of our, you know, everything about us. It's a lot of things that you don't know about us as individuals and as a couple, you know, um, and we and we enjoy keeping it like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. We, we we share as much as we want, you know, and we might share a little bit more depending on the day, depending on how the wind blows, you know, depending on how the sun is raised, is rising that day. Grand rising queen and king, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's just it's just that simple. You know, maybe maybe it might be the alcohol or edibles that may have us uh, a little bit more open in, 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 the, in the convo. But, yeah, we share what we want to share. You know, a lot of people have this. Um, a lot of people might have an idea of who we are and what we are uh, as a married couple when we're together and things like, yo, a lot of people want to kick it with us. I I. I, I understand why, but then sometimes I don't because it's not like we do shit all the time. You know what I mean? We just don't. So some, and truth be told, a perfect Saturday is us doing absolutely nothing in the clean house. Might go to the jacuzzi, might go out to get something to eat, bring it back to the crib. But we don't like being out that much, you know, what I mean? unless it's like, and don't get, and when I say that much, no, no, let's just be real. We don't like going out that much. You know what I'm saying? Pandemic aside, it's like, yes, we might get cabin fever and we want to get out. But truth be told, like, bro, we do a lot as a family. You know what I mean? So when we do have a, a game night, we take it very serious. You know what I'm saying? And what, what we what we mean is we take the fun very serious. Like, we out to have fun. We out to let loose. You know what I mean? And that's what we did that night. Uh, play game night. I think there was a, it was like a question game. It was like four or five questions or something like that. Or, or I think it was more than that. Maybe about seven questions. 
And they were pretty, they were pretty, um, I would say pretty PG-13. Nothing too crazy. I think me and Marcy had the craziest question. And we, I formed it a different way. She did it the, she did it the PC way. I did it the raunchy way, right? And our question was, um, has any other, has any of the couples experimented? And that could be a wide range of things, right? Not just the obvious. Um, but it was definitely, um, it was definitely a fun night. I got a little bit of, uh, video footage of it. We laughed like crazy. I, I haven't laughed consistently like that in a very long time. Was I out of it during a couple of games? I was. I wasn't that out of it. This is what people do. It is sometimes it's irritating. But I can understand. I can't be irritated at something that's so. Um, I I I don't even know. I I have no way of of putting it. But people think because I take edibles, and maybe how much I take, they assume that I'm not aware of what's going on. It's not that. Is I'm starting to realize because shit slows down, and I can, but I can hear a lot of shit that's going on at the same time. It's like I'm focused in so many different areas, but it's like I'm starting to realize how some how dumb some people are when they explaining stuff. And I'm not saying this uh, during game night. I'm just saying this in general, like. You have to explain it the right way. I'm paying attention to exactly what you're saying. But if you don't explain it the right way, bro, I'm just going, I'm going to look dumbfounded or whatever. And I, and I I can look that way completely sober. Just explain it the right way. (laughs) You explain, or I'm going to take it for what it is, or I might get creative and take it uh, a, a different way. But, one thing that's kind of semi-frustrating is that I, first of all, I don't like when people look at me and be like, bro, you're off edible. Like it's some type of fucking, uh, some type of magical pill or something. They can't believe it or something like that. Like, yes, at this point is, 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 is normal. You know what I mean? Because if honestly, and I, I prefer edibles over smoking, because if you've seen a person actually smoking, you wouldn't ask them a dumb question and look at them in a dumb way like, bro, are you high? Yes, nigga, and? Like, <laughs> I don't get it. You know what I mean? Um, but it's like, it's like, I, and I get it. Sometimes people are used to asking questions like, like, are you high because you asked that question? No, I'll ask that random ass question if I was sober. It just so happened that the way I'm asking it, the tone, I probably slurred a bit. Maybe, maybe not. Now you guys are asking me a dumb question. Like, are you high? Yes, nigga, I'm high. But I would ask this question if I was sober, stupid. <laughs> I don't get it. But I will laugh at some shit that is probably not that funny, but it's probably more funny because I thought of something else in my head while I'm laughing at this as well. So, people, if you see me high, if you think I'm high, 
Just roll with it. Don't ask me any stupid questions. That's one thing. I, you know what? And that's not even a, that's not even a high thing. That's a, that's a, I don't like people asking me stupid questions in general. They say no question is stupid, but there are some dumb questions. There, there, there are some very dumb questions. I can't think of none off the top right now, but it's like more so of being in the moment. Like, why would you ask me? I hate when people ask me questions that they have the answer to. That's the one. That's one thing. Or I hate when people ask me a question knowing that they already have an answer for themselves in their head. So why would you ask me? Because you want me to hear you. What is it? The voice? My cadence? You want to hear me say my answer? Because that's dumb, too. Anyhow, I had a marvelous Friday night. It kicked off so well. Um, it just did. It just did. It was so much fun. Uh, there's so many just random games out there that you could just play. I just think it's dope. You know what I mean? Uh, that was fun. Uh, me and Marcy was laughing on the way home. We was talking about something. And then, oh, that's what it was. So when I made a hard stop or sped up a little bit, she woke up like, oh, what happened? I'm sorry. She kept apologizing that she kept falling asleep. That was random. As soon as we got home, I just laid it down. I knew we had to get up early. But one thing I didn't account for was we had to take Bailey to gymnastics. I thought we because Saturday I had signed the kids up, well, the family up, uh, bought tickets to the Black College Expo that was in L.A. as well. So we was going to drive back and forth to L.A. Um, at the convention center. And I wanted my son to have that experience. I wanted my daughter to have that experience, even though she didn't quite... She didn't really know what was going on, but she can always say, yo, I've been to the Black College Expo at the age of six. You know what I mean? Um, and it was basically for the same thing, just so they can get their feet wet. You know what I'm saying? My son has two more years of high school, so that means he has two more expos to go to. Or if they have more than one in one year, we're going to go to those. So he has potentially two or more uh, exposed to go to before he graduates, but he already got his feet wet. He and he admitted that he was a little bit nervous. I was, I felt at home. Nothing but black people, <laughs> nothing but black people in there. Duh. Um, but I felt like a kid in there. I wanted to be him. I did. Oh, he got approached by a girl, and she looked like she was older. Now she very well could have been around his age, his age, or around his age, but she so looked older than she looked older, but. Obviously, she had to be in his range for the for what she said because she didn't want it to be. I'm pretty sure some women are aware of what's going on these days, right? I think men are more creeps than women. But she flat out said, and I gotta salute her. And this is the second time within a month, and because my son has admitted that this girl has a a crush on him, and she already shot her shot. I said, son, you don't want to play. You don't want to play around with a girl like that. You want you you want to appreciate a woman like that because they don't shoot they shot at y'all. Know y'all women don't shoot y'all shot as much as y'all should. Y'all shooting percentage is terrible. Why? Because y'all don't shoot that much. Actually, it could be the opposite way. Y'all could be y'all shooting percentage could be dumb high. It could be sevens and up, seven hundreds and up, because y'all don't shoot that much. Because y'all stubborn. I said it. Anyhow. 
You got that situation. Then we get to the Black College Expo, and a girl walks up to him and says she must have been spotting him from a distance. Now, my wife has seen, and later I found out that there was a couple of girls at his school that was there as well that was eyeing him. You know what I mean? He's fairly new to this school, so it's not like, you know, they know him like that. They just, obviously, they seen him around campus, yada, 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 but they seen him at the Black College Expo. I thought that was dope that he actually seen some of his classmates uh, or, or at least schoolmates at this event. I thought that was pretty dope. But this girl walks up and says, you are so handsome. It was it was it was pretty loud in there. So he put he said, come again. And she said it again. And he said, thank you and kept it pushing. Now, look, let me let me take a sip of this water. He responded to that like a gentleman. 16 year old Baylor not responding that way. I'm for sure. What you say? What? All right, we'll write it down then. What are we doing? Why even waste time? Yeah, I'm getting this number in front of my mom and dad and my sister. Absolutely. Absolutely. But kept it pushing. Yo, the dope thing is I'm not going to forget that because hopefully that girl is there at the next one. They bump into each other. That could be dope. That's how you build history. Just think, just fast forward. Maybe I'm, I'm, maybe I'm creating some Disney shit. But what if he sees that girl next year and it's like, yo, and, and, and they fast forward, they get married and like, yo, how did, how did y'all meet? Well, I first seen your dad at the Black College Expo when he was 16. He didn't pay me no mind. 17 rolls around. I see him again and boom, murder she wrote. And that's just that's that's my lifetime Disney script right there. Don't don't hate me, hate 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 my imagination. Um, but yeah, I thought it was dope, man. I was trying to see if he would get drawn towards the black colleges. Um, we got there a little too late, so it was from nine to five. We got there in the middle of the afternoon. Um, and come to find out, you got to get the you got to get there when the door is open or before the door is open, right? Because that's when all the stations is set up. And you know what I do you know what I really paid attention to? The booths that was set up with merch. Now, cause you know, at the Black College Expo, it's not just colleges, it's not just black colleges. You had the local ones. You had the UCLA. I didn't see you you know what? This was crazy. I didn't see USC there. And I'm I'm not making a joke, being a Bruin fan or anything like that, but I did not see USC there. I seen um I seen the Cal States there. I seen the uh, the JCs there, and I seen UCLA there. You know, I I even seen um, UNLV. We know, as a matter of fact, I seen uh, Nevada, the University of Nevada, and I seen UNLV. And he got more convo from UNLV than any other college. We also seen the electrician um, uh, printership. And we was there. That was probably the table we was at the longest because he said he was interested in that. Uh, of course, we got uh, a brother-in-law and a cousin that's in that field or whatever. And they make pretty good money, et cetera. Um, I never knew he was really interested in that field, but um, it was dope. You know what I mean? And But again, we got there a little too late because there was a lot of booths that was either setting up to, uh, uh, 
you know, to get up out of there or they were already gone. Um, of course, the uh, familiar, popular cast, you know, the Howard Booth is packed. Clark is pl- uh, is packed. Spellman packed. Grambling packed. Morehouse packed. You know what I mean? So that's that's basically what you're going for. You know what I'm saying? UCLA was packed as well. You know what I'm saying? The the popular HBCUs and the popular colleges from LA were packed. Were packed. You know what I mean? Um, but I was like, yo, no, go to Humboldt. You know, go see what they got. You the point, go get you a bag from one of these colleges, and you just you don't need more than one bag. It's cool if you want it for the nostalgia the nostalgia, you know, later on in life, but go get you one bag and go stuff that shit with just multiple information that you can get from these colleges. They're going to tell you what GPA you need. This standard, they're going to tell you the perks of their colleges, the perks of their jobs, et cetera. And I was like, I just wanted him to embrace that. So at the end of the day, I'm doing my job as a parent. I'm exposing him to shit that I wasn't exposed to as a kid. My parents never took me to none of this shit. You know what I mean? And the lady that was running the college, um, the college counselor, no disrespect or nothing like that, but I want to say she was a Hispanic lady and she did the best she could do. And I remember she did try to push the the whole HBCU, the ACT test uh, and, the a- and the SAT, but n- nobody stayed on me like that. If I wouldn't have known that, you know what I'm saying? UCLA was the first university that I ever, they, their campus was the first one I ever stepped foot on. And that's the reason why, and I told Drake and Shan in, in Spaces today that that's, that's damn near what changed my life. Because going on that campus and watching UCLA basketball, Toby Bailey, Cameron Dollar, Baron Davis, nigga, oh yeah, real old head. Um, that, that changed my life. I, I didn't, but I didn't know the end, you know, that's a whole totally different story with AAU basketball, this, that, and the third. But nigga, me and my homies had dreams of going to UCLA and playing basketball there. You know what I'm saying? But with having those dreams and not having somebody behind me to help me execute those goals, uh, that's one problem. But at least the seed was planted that, yo, I can live a better life or I want to experience a better life because high school and college is two totally different lives. That's That shit is different right there. I could tell you my journey, in, my four-year journey in, in high school, and I could tell you my journey in college was just totally different. Because college is, is the whole world, Chico. The amount of girls, that, I ain't even going to go there. But um, I did my job as a parent, which is to expose him to that. So now when he goes in his second time, he are, bam, 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 bam. We hitting all these stations, and he can stay and, and, and have dope dialogues with different kids from different schools, from 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 different uh, high schools with inside the state and outside the state. You're communicating with people that's, that's enrolled into college and people in alumni for some of these colleges and stuff like that. And I want him to get that exposure. I hit up 12 Cal. Shout out to 12 Cal. We know he went to an HBCU. We know his kids, uh, uh, you know, went to an HBCU, graduated, currently going there and stuff like that. So I know I could call him and I could put him on the phone, whether it's FaceTime or or put him on speaker and have him break down the the uh, the benefits of going to an HBCU and things like that. And I think it'd be dope. He doesn't just have to look at an HBCU, but I want him to get in tune with his people. I want him to know that there's other options out there besides the UCLA, USC, uh, Duke, North Carolina, whatever the 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 you know, the Power Five conferences, you know, whatever, the Power Five teams and things like that. You don't have to go there. You don't. 
You know what I'm saying? And the requirements might be a little bit more or less for the HBCU and your experience might be a bigger bang. You know what I'm saying? And that's what, and that's what the ultimate, and I, I, the parents enjoyed it more than the kids only because I was, it was a culture shock to them. My son admitted that he was nervous at first. You know what I mean? But now we got him ready. We got him ready. You know what I'm saying? And, and again, I can't live my life through it. I can't live, I can't live his life and I can't live for him. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I can't want it for him. You know what I'm saying? He has to want it. And ultimately what he decides, as long as it's positive, we're going to roll with it. Got to keep him on the right track. My daughter, I know for a fact, because the, the, the cool thing about being the second kid or the second, third or fourth kid is that you get to learn all this shit through them. You know what I'm saying? You get to learn this shit secondhand. So you get you getting the hand-me-down information before you even eligible, which is dope. So when she gets of age, man, she's gonna run right through that shit. And she's gonna be ready. She's gonna be prepped. The the only downfall about being the first kid is that you experience all this shit with no <laughs> nobody was there before you to hand this shit down. So all this shit could be a culture shock. Um but it was super black this weekend. We had black love. We had black college expo. And then after that, we just chilled. You know what I'm saying? I, I, we went back home and, um, had brunch on Sunday with another, with another married couple. And we chilled, listened to music, watch, uh, uh, what is that shit called? Abbott elementary. Yo, man, Sonny and Eric put us up on Abbott elementary. That shit is hilarious. You know what I'm saying? It was just, it was real black from Friday to Sunday, man. Real super black love, black college, uh, and just black marriage, just black chilling. Nigga, it was super black, ultra black. I need to put money on that. I need to, Nas, holla at me, man. I know you listen, I know you listen to the show. Let me get a piece of that ultra black. Man, I love that track. That's what it was. It was ultra black from Friday to Sunday, man. Uh, and it just so happened to be in February, Black History Month. Um, Jawan Howard slapped somebody. Shout out, uh, Brian Flores got hired by Pittsburgh. He's on the coaching staff with Pittsburgh. Yo, it's, it's been some, it's been some blackness, man. And, and, and shout out to that Fresh Prince of Bel Air that, that, that came out some weeks ago. That shit super black. The melanin in, in there is, I know that was a gang of ends. I just said the melanin inside that show is, is super dope. And I don't want to do this by bringing up Tommy's Power uh, series, but that shit like super black. <laughs> that shit super black too, even though he's super white. But he with us, man. Fuck that. He with us. Um, yeah, that was this past weekend, man. And and I can't leave Bailey out. You know, my son had his moment at the Black Expo. Me and my wife had our moment uh, Friday night at the game night. My sugar out there, gymnastics Saturday morning. She doing her thing. Shout out to her, man. Shout out to her. Um, and that's it. That's all I want to do is give y'all a little update. I got some shows lined up. Shout out to Gigi. Shout out to Brit Brit. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Drake. Yo, so I did this show. I did the, um, um, what was it? Ask. Damn, what, what, what was the game that I made up? I can't think of it right now, but I did it on Spaces. It didn't come out how I wanted it to. At least I got to see what Beyonce say about it. But it was supposed to be me, Drake, and Greg. And we had a show where 
I wanted to, oh, ask, share, retweet, right? And so that's basically, it's a spinoff of, you know, uh, Double Dare, or Dare, Dare, Double Dare. Uh, I forgot how that shit go. You know how, you know the old game. Anyhow, ask, share, repeat um, is, you know, we get to ask each other a question, a real question, and you got to ask, answer it as truthfully as you can, and then you got to share something deep with us um, and uh, retweet. Then you got to tweet somebody, and we all got to retweet it. I'm not sure if it it didn't really turn out that way. It was still fun, um, but the sound I didn't like the sound quality. I don't like the sound quality, and it just it just didn't go the way that I really wanted to it how I wanted it to go because I wanted to I wanted to make it a series where you know I invite uh, two people. And and we go from there. But it ended up being more people, which is dope, by the way. It's just that the ultimate problem that I had was the sound quality. It didn't sound too good. Maybe I got to di- choose a different platform than Spaces next, t- next time. Um, but I do appreciate the people that came through and participated and things like that. Um, and that was dope. But my point in saying is I had I have some episodes that um that I gotta release. But you know, when when special events come up like this, uh I gotta put it out there because it's some it's it's content that I don't want to sit on, but it's also content that I want I don't want it to be dated. I don't want to be talking about this past weekend in April. You feel me? Uh I don't want to sit on it. But I do got new merch. I'm still working on it. I'm almost there. I promise you I'm almost there. I'm getting better at what I do. Uh, shout out to Moms and Martini. She recently bought some uh, dating pool merch. Shout out to Britt. You know what I mean. Uh, and shout out to Jones, man. I, I, I'm doing. I'm currently doing a piece for Jones. The stakes is high, or whatever. I'm working on that piece, or whatever. The merch. The merch store is open. Um, I, I might have to get away from the custom shit though. The custom shit is too hard to do, bro. Because it it just is. There's no. There's no. It's nothing against the. The consumers or whatever is just that, you know, it, it 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 could be too much. You know, I I had I had a cat ask me to do some shit for uh on a shirt and a hoodie, and I'm like, man, bro, I ain't, I ain't got time to do all that shit. You know what I mean? And because and it's no like again, I I understand people. Some people just don't know they, and I don't think they do it to be any type of way. But it's like these niggas be asking to put rhinestones and all kind of glittery shit and <sighs> nigga no but that's on me though too it's like as soon as i figure out how to get uh, i well one thing i'm trying to do is is just pick a couple of designs and and just stick with it the problem i have is i'm so fucking creative and i'm not saying that to uh to toot my own horn but the downfall of being the, of having a creative mind is that you keep coming up with shit to make but you're not making a bulk of it because you're not sure of it. And that's just an artist in general. I understand where Kanye come from sometimes. I understand where a lot of artists come from, where they put out some shit. They're not worried about it being critiqued. See, my, my problem is I'm not worried about it being critiqued. I'm worried about that shit not being perfect to where I got to replace something and things like that. But also, I'm not perfect. Oh, that's another thing before I get up out of here. I looked up the... And hear me, I, I I hope this I hope this goddamn uh episode go as viral as it can or or catch uh, some important ears. So have y'all seen uh the gallery? 
I think it's the gallery or the gallery department, right? I've seen some NFL players wear it. I've seen a couple of um, entertainers wear it as well. And I didn't know what it was, but I knew it was some high-end fashion that, you know, a lot of people was not privy to. But I finally did some research on it after I left the Black Expo, Black College Expo. And it was by the gate, uh, the, the name, uh, jo- I want to say his name was Joshua or Joseph. I'm sorry, I think his name was spelled J-O-S-U-E, Thomas. And I'm going to continue to do more research. So I'm sorry if I said to pronounce his name wrong or whatever, but I did as much research as I could at the time on the freeway and chilling and stuff like that. Cause I know we had to look up dinner and, you know, had, you know, kids in the backseat acting the ass shit like that. But <clears throat> I looked it up and they said this guy had, had took off a couple of years ago during the pandemic where he had put out some shit about some, some merch or a message of stop being racist, which I think is dope. Simple as that. I'm looking for simple shit like that. It just says stop being racist. Right. And then I don't know his background because from what I read, yo, he's just an artist that, you know, he does his own thing. And he came out with the the gallery department and um, and he's from L.A., which is dope as well. I would love to get in. You know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to get on my D Murph shit and going to hit the nigga up. But I came out. I came up with the dating pool department. And so I don't want it to sound like I'm biting off of him because I looked up his style. Yo, this nigga is selling shit and I'm going to get there. I promise you, because I have I don't have respect for niggas that going to sit up there and spend their money with the white people that don't like them or whatever. And then if the nigga complain about my prices, man, I don't care. Just don't buy my shit. I'm, I'm going to be as as blunt as up front with you. Yo, eventually when I really figure this shit out. I'm going to have prices that's going to be higher than the average Joe. So, yeah, y'all want to go over here to these other black brands? I salute and I support them as well. They out here selling $50, $60, $70 hoodies. Some of them I've seen, and I think what I think is bold, they sell, They out here selling $150, $200 hoodies, right? And I'm looking at that shit, and this goes back to the College Expo shit too, because I'm looking at these, I'm looking at the merch, I'm like, yo, they just putting, like, Simple shit on they hoodies, simple shit on they on they shirts. And I can't knock it because I see this shit every day online on Etsy and, and this shit sells because there's a there's a fan base. There's a consumer base for this shit. Right. But I'm like, I'm putting in way more effort. I'm doing this shit with my hands. I might not be as creative with the designs because I'm actually using design that's already made. That's all that has already been made or I purchased some designs. But the way I'm setting, uh, the way I'm putting these designs on there, the way I'm ke- uh, I'm coming up with different ways to 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 design these hoodies and t-shirts, and I've done a lot of personal shit, a lot of personal designs for podcasting and things like that. Like yo, this nigga, Mister Thomas J J T, out here with the the gallery department. I salute him. Yo, I seen some shit where he's. It says that he's bringing a he's bringing more relevant looks back to the vintage look, the, the, the dingy, dirty, um, man, not, I'm not saying all his shit looked like that. He got like some fresh hoodies out there, but he got a lot, he got some hoodies that got, you know, that has acrylic paints and all kinds of spray paint on sweats and stuff. And he's selling these motherfuckers. Now I got to fill them. I can't, I can't critique something I haven't touched yet. 
So the fabrics might be top, top, you know, top tier and things like that. But yo, you're telling me that it's people out here buying $700 hoodies, $700 sweats, $250 pair of jeans or $250 pair of uh, uh, t-shirts and shit like that. Like, yo, and some of the shit, and, and, I, and I'm a fan of it. I'm not going to lie to you. I like I like that look. Would I necessarily wear it? I'm in between, like, I don't know and no. You know, because I, like I like wearing, like, shit that looks clean. But I also like going outside in, in, in vintage sweats. That's why I got these old Nike flip-flops. Yo, they still, they, they still durable. <laughs> they still durable. You know what I'm saying? I clean up sometimes. Sometimes I want to look dingy. You know what I mean? But I'm looking, I'm like, yo, go look at his prices. Go to the art, go to the, uh, the gallery department and go look at those prices. And you tell me, you tell me because I want to get to that level. He's inspired me to get to that level. And I'm trying to figure out some shit. I'm trying to figure out some shit. Hit me up for some, for some free shit. If I got it, if I don't got it, then I just don't got it. I might hit you up before you hit me up. But go look at those prices, though. I'm hungry. I got I to gotta go. I'm, I'm about to close this episode out. I'm hungry. But go look at those fucking prices, bro. Because I, 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 don't, I don't have podcast merch. I never wanted to come in the game with podcast merch. I'm making some merch. It's just strictly merch off this business. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to get to a point. I'm going to figure this shit out. Because when I seen that nigga was selling these green sweats for $700, I'm like... But I also got to understand, uh, it's a certain crowd that's buying this shit. It's certain pockets that's buying this shit. But at the same time, it's niggas out here watching Jim Jones bitch about not getting some water at the VIP section of Louie or wherever the fuck you, Gucci Louie, wherever the fuck he was. And they out here spending 30 racks on some shit and they over here not getting served right. Nigga, I'll go get you some alkaline water. Nigga, I'll boil you, boil you, you some tea, make you some chicken alfredo. You come to my crib and spend 30 racks. Jim Jones. Nigga, you come, nigga, I got a VIP section in my garage. Jim Jones. And you want to spend 30 racks over here on some hoodies? Uh, and I need to know how many things you bought from there to spend 30 racks. If I find out that you only bought like seven things, nigga, I got, I got seven, I got seven hoodies, seven shirts, and seven pair of, uh, 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 joggers for you for 30 racks. And I'm going to feed you. And we can go to the jacuzzi. Nigga, play with me. Yeah, my prices is going to go up. And I know it, I don't care, nigga. You're going to support if you want to. You ain't got to, and I'm not going to hold it against you. I ain't, I'm not one of these niggas that going to complain about niggas not supporting my shit. Why? Because I believe in myself, and I believe that I'm going to reach the right people. Everybody not going to be able to want to pay for it at the time. Some people just ain't going to want to support because of hate. Some people just ain't going to want to support because they probably just really don't think it's dope, and that's cool. Y'all niggas can set aside. Continue to listen to my podcast. But... I'm not gonna, you know what, you're not gonna hear me. I'm gonna put out some think pieces on Twitter. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'm not thinking for myself, I'm thinking for other people. But I'm not gonna sit up here and whine, cry, or complain about niggas not supporting me. Why? Because I think it's corny. At the end of the day, go out there and do what you gotta do. The people will come. Now, I'm not gonna say that's corny for everybody else. It's corny for me. I think it's corny for me to do, to complain about people supporting. I will complain. 
and cry about niggas not uniting and coming together and building a well-oiled machine. But I'm not going to sit up here and complain about niggas uh, supporting me. Hell no, I'm going to figure that shit out. I'm Because I, what I do know is the harder you work, keep being consistent at it, them niggas will follow you. And that's it. I'm hungry, man. I, I got to get me something to eat. Shit.